Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Think About It podcast. This is Kurt and Sarah Corcoran, and we record episodes every Monday morning. Yeah, yeah. What's up? Welcome. This is our 11th episode. If you'll remember, uh, last week we did our 10th episode, announced a giveaway, and so we will announce the winner of that at the end of the episode. So you have to listen to the whole thing. So welcome. But, you know, it's an interesting episode. We're doing something a little different this week. We're doing, does the Bible actually say that? So we're going to talk about some things that maybe you've heard or maybe you haven't heard that people just assume is in the Bible, but we're going to talk about if it's really in there or not. Yeah. A lot of people think that there's some things in the Bible that just aren't there. Yeah. It's just things that you like grow up hearing and you're like, yeah, sure. That sounds good. It's nothing like doctrinally insane or anything it's just like little things that you grew up hearing that aren't actually in the bible so i think it's interesting so first of all does the bible say that the tree of knowledge and good and evil was the fruit and apple oh yeah of course it's in every picture yeah i know literally every like children's book and picture depicted has them holding an apple um, the Bible doesn't say it was an apple. It just says that it was a fruit. It says that it was a pear. No, I honestly don't think it's any fruit that we have. Probably not. It wouldn't make sense to me because like they had fruit trees in the garden, you know, yeah. like they had plants that they could eat. That's the whole point is that there were all these other choices and there's this one forbidden fruit. So I don't think it, it's a fruit that we have here now. I don't know why everyone picks on apples either. Apples are great. So I don't think it was an apple. But yeah, Genesis 3.6 is the specific verse that just says that it's a fruit. doesn't say that it's an apple. So the more you know. Um, we're, okay, so we're going to talk about the three wise men. So you've heard probably that people know... The three wise men weren't at the manger scene. We've talked about what? that in our we talked about that a little in our Christmas episode. Yeah, it's true. But did you know that the Bible doesn't even say how many wise men there were? It only talks about how many gifts there were. Yeah. It doesn't say how many people there were. So in Matthew two verses one through twelve, it simply tells us that there are three gifts and more than one magi. So there's definitely more than one but not how many there are. That one I thought was pretty interesting. Because again, most people know like, yeah, they weren't at the manger scene. We get that. They came later. But it doesn't say there were three wise men. It just says that there were three gifts and at least two. But it could have been a whole bunch of them. Yeah, a lot of people depict it as uh, something like really... I don't know, like picture perfect. And stuff yeah, and like there's not. three gifts, so of course there's three people, which I'm not saying that that's not a possibility. Oh, yeah, no. But it just doesn't say specifically whether there were three or whether there were more than three. So I think that's interesting. I'm talking about Jonah, Jonah and the... Whale. Yeah, except the Bible doesn't say whale. It, it calls it a baby beluga, right? Jonah one seventeen. <laughs> And the original translation uses the phrase great fish. And so as I was doing research, there are still today groupers, which is like a giant fish. It's not a whale. It's a giant kind of fish in the ocean um, that um, 
if they're old enough, they can eat a barracuda, which if you know anything about a barracuda, those things are scary and they're huge. Like they eat small sharks. Yeah. So yeah, there's definitely um, a fish that could easily swallow a human, which is crazy. And it's probably not baby beluga. No. Could have been. Not a whale. So that's the whole thing because it didn't like, I don't know if it's like Veggie Tales or something, but I feel like I've seen it where they depict Judah or Judah, Jonah mm-hmm. being like shot out of the spout of a whale. Yeah. Like that's not what happened. The Bible says that it like threw him up. Yeah. So a fish doesn't have a blowhole. Yeah. That's the whole thing. He didn't get like shot out of a blowhole when yeah. he went to Nineveh. He got spit out of the fish's mouth. So it was a fish, not a whale. And to think that there are fish in the ocean big enough to swallow you. You can't tell That's me why I don't like the ocean. Yeah. That'll mess with that. Let's see. Money. Yes. Money is the root of all evil, right? Yes. Wrong. What? First Timothy 6.10 actually says that the love of money is the root of all evil. Yeah. So money itself is not evil. And a lot of people use that to argue against like people who have wealth that say, well, money is the root of all evil. So they're not living for God. And it's like, whoa, back yeah. up. Because it's not money. Money itself, there's nothing wrong with money. You know, the Bible talks a lot about it and how you can use it for good, obviously for tithing and for helping the less fortunate. But it's the love of money when you put that desire for money above the love for God, that that's where the evil comes in. So money itself is not a bad thing. It's just how you feel about it. Yeah, and how you use it and how you obsess over it and how you yeah. let it control you. you know? Right. Money is supposed to be a resource to right. be used, not a resource to control and be controlled by. Mm-hmm. Um, cleanliness is close to godliness. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Clean yeah. it. Scrub it. Straighten it up. Uh, we don't like chaos. We don't like disorder. We don't like crumbs. Well, that's not negotiable right now with a toddler, but sure, the Old Testament contains a lot of rules about ritual cleanliness, but the biblical-sounding proverb is nowhere to be found in Scripture. Some more form of it may have originated in ancient Middle Eastern religious writings. Um, Saint, Saint, oh, scientist Francis Bacon had a version But the modern quote first originated in a John Wesley sermon. If it helps you to get your kids to take a bath, go ahead and use it. But don't say it's from the Bible. So it's actually not in the Bible at all. And again, it's one of those things that it's not bad. Like, it's not a bad thing to be clean. That's great. Not at all. But it's not close to godliness. Like, there's no correlation between if you're a super clean person, you're closer to God. That's not how it works at all. Not in the Bible. Yeah. So now you know. But you must be clean. That's not your call on anyone. So you have no authority over anyone's cleanliness other than your own. And maybe your kids. Yeah. Um, Love the sinner, hate the sin. That one I hear what we hear a lot. Especially Love nowadays. Love the sinner, hate the sin. You think it's in the Bible? No. So the concept, again, is good. It's never actually quoted in scripture. Matthew 5, 43 through 44 says, You have heard it that it was said, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And then Psalm 97, 10 says to hate evil. But there's nowhere in the Bible that says to 
love the sinner and hate the sin. Again, it's not a bad concept. It's not a bad thing to think about in terms of like ministering to unsaved people. It's a good thing to keep in mind, but it's not a scripture that you can refer to. Yeah, It's just kind of like a good little Christian quote that we use. Mm-hmm. So, um, God will not give you more than you can handle. I hate to break it to you all, but that is not true. It would be a lot easier if it was true. Yeah, it would be. Because <laughs> there's a lot of things that I cannot handle. But um, you find countless cases where someone uh, faced something they couldn't handle, but God could and did. And that's the whole point. That's the difference. The point, including Paul's word to the Corinthians, where he tells them God will provide a way of escape from temptation. If we could handle everything that came our way, we could take care of our sin problem. But we couldn't, and we can't. That's why we needed and continually need Jesus. I thought that was really interesting. If we could handle everything that came our way, what would be the need for Jesus? Yeah. You know, I think it sounds better in theory to think like, well, yeah, it'd be a lot greater if God only gave me like trials or hard times that I could handle. Like that'd be way nicer. But then you wouldn't need to depend on God at all. Yeah. Because you could handle it. So... He will not give you more than he can handle, which really is pretty much anything. God yeah. can handle anything. So there's nothing really off the table there. Yep, absolutely. Um, God just wants you to be happy. Ugh, yeah, I know. <laughs> that one's like a, oh gosh, seriously. I think um, I'm going to be sick. <laughs> God wants you to be holy. He doesn't necessarily care about your happiness, which is harsh. Like I know... Like, to hear that, you're thinking, what? God loves me. Yes, that's true. He will give you the desires of your heart. Yeah. yeah. Um, but First Peter 1.16 says, You must be holy because I am holy. Holiness is more important than chasing after and having what you think will bring you happiness. Did Jesus look happy while on the cross? You'd be sweating blood, too, if you knew you were slated to endure what was on record as one of the most brutal and shameful m- modes of death. Happiness is an emotion, and those feelings are fleeting. Joy is found in God's will, even unto death. So there is, like, again, joy. Joy is different than happiness. Happiness is a feeling, like I just said, and it comes and goes. So you can be happy, but God doesn't want you to just be happy. That's not his, like, main goal for you. He wants you to strive after holiness and to be more like him. And if that means enduring suffering and going through seasons of unhappiness, that's part of life. Yeah. So there's joy that can remain in all seasons because you know that like this earth is not forever. And so anything you are going through that might steal your happiness is not forever. And God is still with you and it'll pass. Yeah. And like I said, God will give you the desires of your heart. If you're yeah. the, if they're if your desires of your heart are honoring and glorifying to him. Yeah, if they're in line with his will. Um God helps those who help themselves. <laughs> hmm, this one I thought was funny. Where does that phrase actually come from? Variations are proverbial statements in ancient Greek tragedies. Um, the Quran actually says something similar. Yikes. An English politician gave us the exact wording, which Benjamin Franklin quotes in Poor Richard's Almanac. Um, the message of Romans 5.8, however, is the exact 
opposite. While we were sinners and unable to help ourselves, Christ died for us, proving how much God loves us, how amazing grace is, and how incapable of helping ourselves we truly are. And I think this is like a really freeing truth for like people pleasers or overachievers who really truly like think they have to earn God's love and earn their way into heaven. Like God will help me if I'm helping myself. And that is nowhere to be found in the Bible. Like God is quite literally doing the opposite. He extends grace before we even know that we need it. Like when he died on the cross and most of us, well, all of us that are alive today (laughs) weren't even born yet. So, you know, that grace was offered before we even knew we needed it. Not once we achieved a certain level of Christianity that God then said, oh, okay, here's my grace because you've helped yourself get to this point. I can help you the rest of the way. Yeah. So again, not found in your Bible and that should bring you some peace today. The last one is Jesus's birthday. It was on December 25th. I know it. It's not on December 25th. That's when the calendar tells me. Yeah. Though we celebrate Jesus's birthday each year on December 25th, it's almost unanimously accepted among biblical scholars that this was not the actual date of Christ's birth. In fact, the only clue that the Bible gives us to the time of Jesus's birth such as the fact that there were shepherds living or camping in the fields while their, sh- while their sheep, uh, with their sheep, sorry, and that a national census was underway, make it far more likely that he was born in the summer or even the fall. So, not in the dead of winter, but, you know, that's one of those things that, like, is really kind of harmless. Yeah. I think it's fine to celebrate. And you know what? Celebrate Jesus' birthday more than once if you want to. Yeah. Pick a day in the summer or fall that you feel like you want to celebrate his birth. There is no, you can't celebrate Jesus too much. So, and I don't know if people get upset about that. I don't ever think about it. I just like, yeah, I know this isn't when Jesus was born, but I think it's really cool to have a holiday that is otherwise pretty pagan, you know, with like Santa and all of that, that we've kind of been like no we're taking this as like we're celebrating jesus yeah so absolutely pretty cool but that's all i have for you yeah common misconceptions yeah if you have any more again this was just like a little list that i compiled but if there's anything that you hear frequently that you're like oh that's not true and people always say it uh, let us know comment or message us on instagram Um, I'm really interested. I love things like this. I think it's just fun to learn. And also it's really cool to get your doctrine in line and like, especially the one with the God helping those who help themselves. I think it's such a relief to learn that that's not the case Yeah. and just how amazing the grace of God is. So, yes. Um, Looking forward to this podcast or looking ahead, I guess we're going to start doing some interviews, right? So yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah. So we're going to take a little bit of a pivot and kind of um, channel more of our topics towards um, like relationship advice, marriage advice, that sort of thing. We feel like that's where God is calling this podcast. Um, and so even our younger listeners, I know there are some of you that aren't married or aren't in relationships. I still don't think it's wrong to listen to a podcast about advice. You'll need it someday. Yeah. Um, there'll always be at the beginning of the episode too if we talk about something yeah like explicit 
Yes. Like, hey, turn your ears off. Yes, this is only for advise, married people. Advise the listening age. Yes. Yeah. So we'll kind of disclose that. And we'll still, the interviews won't be like every week. And so we might still like sprinkle in just kind of topics like this. That's just like conversational, biblical talk, you know. So if that's what you're interested in, just be on the lookout. Um, pay attention to the episode titles. It'll, we'll just kind of finding our footing and all of this. And we appreciate you kind of hanging on for the ride because we're still trying to figure things out. And we appreciate your support along the way. Um, lastly, our giveaway winner, I thank you all for participating and sharing and following us on Instagram. If you missed out this time, just go follow our Instagram page anyways. We do a lot of interacting over there throughout the week, but our, uh, our winner for the giveaway is Sophia Harder, Congrats, Sophia! a lot of our Kentucky listeners know her well. Yes. So she's one of the teens in our youth group and yeah, so Congratulations, Sophia, and thanks for tagging. She tagged so many people. Yeah. So she good. definitely had the best chances to win, and look at that. The odds were in her favor. Get the word out. Up, so. Think about it, podcast. So we start building this, start building a community around it. Um, our goal simply is just to help people in their marriage and their family, and also uh, on our side of things, really, just to kind of document our journey, too, as well, yeah. and allow you guys to follow along. Right. Yeah. It'll be really cool for us to look back and just see how you know we have grown and changed and our life is definitely going to change a lot in this coming year so baby number two it'll be fun to have that journey kind of on record for us and for all of you so once again if you have any questions comments things that you want to hear from us be sure to follow us on instagram message us there that's the place you'll get the best interaction and we will see you all next week see you guys bye